Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Polyev, who uh, just before he said that, had been in an exchange with uh, Stephen Gilbo, the environment minister on the issue of being woke in Canada. Professor Eric Kaufman of Buckingham University in the UK is Canadian. He commissioned a Maru poll of Canadians' view of Volk policies, finding the views of Canadians largely mirror those represented in Britain and the UK. And in a National Post op-ed, Professor Kaufman writes, quote, The structure of Canadian public opinion indicates that there is considerable potential for right-of-center parties to increase the salience of culture war issues. Now, there are a lot of people who don't want to go anywhere near this subject. I'm not one of them. Professor Eric Kaufman uh, joins us on The Roy Green Show, uh, Buckingham University, fellow at the MacDonald Laurier Institute. Professor, how are you doing? Good. Good to be here, Roy, uh, talking to you from London, England. How is it in London, England? Not as cold as where you are, but it's still pretty pretty cold and it's very wet. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're not really having a winter. You know, we've had a few cold days. I was actually this morning thinking, I better get rid of my snow, t- snow tires <laughs> and get my, get my summer tires back on because it's just, uh, there's been no winter. But uh, let's talk about this being uh, the issue of being woke and, uh, and you writing that, uh, or we talk about the cultural war issues, you writing that for the right of center parties in this country, there's only, well, there, there's, yeah, there's only one really. I mean, the People's Party exists, but they have no seats. Um, there's the opportunity to engage and introduce, I'm using my words now, the culture war issues or the the woke issues into a political debate or even a political election. Just just talk to us about just generally what you found out from Canadians as you polled us on specific woke issues, and then we can talk about the issues themselves. Well, yeah. So the first thing to say, I mean, I, I heard Polly up there and I <laughs> I don't think those issues he was talking no, about. No, no, that's not woke. woke. <laughs> that's, that's political that's, expedience. Right. Um, woke is really, really these, these are issues around speech boundaries, around attitudes to the past, for example, <clears throat> gender, race. Um, what I found was basically those issues, on those issues, the Canadian public is more or less a carbon copy of the British and American public. I was just quite surprised to find that. I really thought I was going to see... Canadian public lean towards that woke side that is favoring equal outcomes or emotional harm protection for uh, race, gender, sexual minorities. I thought they would lean more in that direction and away from, Why? say... Why? Why did you think that? Well, just because if you look at the um, policy landscape in Canada on the trans issue, for example, compared to Britain or the U.S., where there, at least certainly in the U.S. red states and, and, and in Britain and in other European countries, there's definitely been a, a rejection of... This idea, for example, of self-identification, changing sex on your birth certificate, um, and gender reassignment surgery is is very difficult, uh, especially for minors. All these sorts of things. Similarly, attitudes to toppling statues, it's much more restrictive. 
um, you know, the government is much more robust uh, compared to their Canadian equivalents. So the cons conservatives in Britain versus the conservatives in Canada, there's a has been a big difference in in approach to these issues. And I assumed that that reflected something in public opinion. Mm -hmm. I just saw a, a story a couple of days ago in the New York Post, and the headline is Nassau Con County Executive Bruce Blakeman. Who cares who he is? Nobody knows. But it, what he's done is interesting and it will generate a great deal of conversation. He's banning trans athletes from competing in girls' sports at all county facilities. So if you're biologically male but identify as female, you may not participate on a girls' team. And if you do, and the girls' team with the trans athlete wishes to participate in, in an event or a competition, all of the facilities, sports facilities in Nassau County are closed to that team. Yeah, and and, and well... What I would say is, you know, in Canada, by a two to one margin, Canadians oppose uh, transgender women, i.e. biological males who identify as women participating in women's sports. So and that's that's so that attitude is shared in Canada. But of course, the policy until very recently in almost every province did not reflect that. So so talk to us about that and and, and tell me, please, who, who did you uh, poll in this country uh, demographically, regionally? Um, uh, by gender, who, who were you polling, yeah. or was it was it Maru that set up the questions? Yeah, it's a national representative sample. I mean, there are there is obviously some weighting that needs to to go into that, but uh, it really covers the country. So I was also able to compare French and English speakers, which again I was surprised. I thought there'd be a bigger gap between. On average, there isn't that much of a gap uh, between them. Now, with the gaps are where you'd expect them to be. Clearly, conservative and PPC. Voters are 20 to 30 points, depending on the question, um, less woke than liberal NDP and green voters. Young people are more woke than older people, but it's more that young liberal NDP voters are more woke than older liberal NDP voters. There's not as much difference on the conservative side or by age. Um, and then lastly, the French-English, there are some differences, but they kind of even out in a way. So French are uh, a bit less woke on trans issues and on certain government policy issues around colorblindness, but they are somewhat more woke on, say, statues and Black Lives Matter. So the two kind of even each, each other out. And But again, that's surprising given Quebec has charted a somewhat different path than English Canada on these issues. Yeah, I lived in Quebec recently for nine years, and I would be surprised that you told me that as well. But some of the numbers that you found in this country on Issues that, uh, you know, they, they raise a tremendous amount of uh, interest. They get headlines and people are careful about what they say about it. You found that by a margin of 85 to 15, respondents in this country, in Canada, nationally, oppose teaching children that, quote, there is no such thing as biological sex, only gender preference. 85% of Canadians don't agree. That's right. Yeah, 85 to 15 amongst those that had a view. Uh, and similarly, on if we take J.K. Rowling, should her publisher drop her, you know, 80, 20 against. Uh, just quite astounding numbers. Um, should kids be separated into oppressors and oppressed by race in classrooms, you know, 92 to 8 against. So, I mean, these are now these are similar numbers to what we're getting in Britain and the U.S. Uh, but it just shows that Canadians really are opposed to some of the the very extreme things that have been occurring in some classrooms in Canada. Yeah, it's interesting because the Toronto District School Board, which is the largest school board in Canada, 
as you know, uh, had a policy for teachers to see education, the curriculum, as colonial, colonialist, and white-centric and racist. And it was the education minister in Doug Ford, Premier Doug Ford's government, that uh, challenged the district, Toronto District School Board to uh, do away with that particular policy. So we'll, we'll see what happens going forward. But uh, they've taken a stand. And I've spoken with, uh, with Premier Scott Moe of Saskatchewan and Premier Danielle Smith of Alberta, who followed the lead of uh, Premier Higgs in, in New Brunswick, who's been a guest on this program several times as well, and uh, on the issue of informing parents and the legislation that was passed, informing school boards must inform parents if their children choose to select different pronouns or particularly if their children choose to engage in, uh, in gender reorientation. Well, yeah, I mean, what's surprising is that at least by two to one, you know, the Canadian public uh, very much supports the idea of having to inform parents uh, of, of a pronoun change. And that kind of reiterates what Angus Reid also found. But even on a question like should, uh, you know, do you approve of people putting their pronouns in email signatures or on their social media page? You know, more Canadians disapprove than approve of that. Uh, do you approve of uh, the pride flag on government buildings? More Canadians disapprove than approve of that. I mean, these are not things that you would expect given uh, the contentiousness just recently in Edmonton, for example, near Edmonton, Westlock, Alberta has has decided not to have pride flags on, on, on municipal buildings. And that's seen as extremely contentious, but actually it's a slight majority of the population. Yeah. I also saw on your polling, the Maro polling, on, um, on being woke or culture issues, culture war issues, Professor, that heavier social media users are significantly, I'm reading from your release, uh, significantly more woke, even controlling for ideology, age, and numerous other factors. Does this relate to what you told us a little bit earlier, that younger people, particularly younger people who lean to the left, will be significantly more woke than older people who lean to the left? Well, yes, I, I, that's true. I mean, it's all, but it's it's worth saying even even amongst younger people who lean to the left, the ones who are heavy social media users versus versus the ones who are not heavy social media users, there will be a difference even amongst them. Um, that was what was kind of fascinating about this. As you know, on some measures, it was sort of two or three times more woke. Uh, particularly on the trans issues and also on what we might call critical race theory or critical history issues. Uh, so there does seem to definitely be a connection with the content uh, that people are getting through social media. How do you apply this in in, in the classroom with your students? With my students? Well, I've, God, that's a very good question. I, I don't tend to sort of get into hot button issues so much. I'm kind of more of an empirical political scientist um, so yeah, I don't quite, I'm, I'm trying to sort of, do I set you in, in terms of social media or, or no, I mean, that? I mean, the, you, you must have a reason for doing this poll. And so how do you well, take yeah, this information? I've, I've done the exact same poll in the U S and Britain. I'm very interested in, so I wanted to do it in Canada if I could get funding for it to compare, to see where the differences lie. Uh, and I was really surprised not to find them. I'm interested in the culture war as a phenomenon, I think this is really restructuring politics in Western countries. I think it's going to be increasingly 
central to uh, the way elections are fought. I, I think I would expect it to be cropping up in the U.S. election, for example, this year. We've already seen it in the U.S. in the Republican primary, people like Vivek Ramaswamy and, and Ron DeSantis. Uh, but it's, it's, I think, going to be an important issue because these are issues that ultimately have to be decided in society. So something like free speech versus emotional safety, um, are we going to have a, a negative or a positive view of so-called founding fathers like Sir John A. Macdonald? Uh, these are questions that have to be resolved at some democratic level. So, and, and I think they're very difficult ones that sort of pit this new ideology of woke against sort of an older classical liberalism, if you want. And I think this is going to structure a lot of politics. So I, I think it's quite interesting. There have, of course, been earlier culture wars uh, for example, uh, you know, secular humanism versus the religious right was an issue in the 80s and, and 90s. Uh, but this is a different kind of cultural conflict. Yeah, I remember those d debates, uh, certainly in the 90s, having them on this uh, on this radio program. Well, on my radio program at that time. Now, what, what I find interesting as well, while there are some great differences in numbers as far as support or opposition to woke ideas is concerned, uh, with some of the questions that you ask, others are a little more close. I mean, they're not close in the sense that it's like 5% uh, difference, but Canadians oppose removing statues of Sir John A. Macdonald. Two to one margin. Two to one margin, people say we talk too much about race in Canada. So it's a little closer than those 85 to 15 margins we talked about earlier. Well, two to one is still fairly. It is big. It is big. Yeah. but there are some that are are very close. You know, for example, I mentioned um, should the pride flag be flown on municipal property? You know, that's more or less close to fifty fifty. Should uh, pronouns be in in signatures on emails? That's 50, close to fifty fifty. So those are really much more much more finely balanced, I guess. Um, then the, the two to one questions, you could say there's a clear majority, uh, but I think there are other questions. Yeah, you're right. Where where it is more finely balanced. So when you take the information that you have from this country and then you compare it to the UK and the US and you say that they're fairly similar, quite similar, what Canadians are saying uh, compared to what Brits and Americans are saying, how do you apply that? How can, I mean, did you say to the political parties who are right of center, you, I mean, you've just said this, that there, there is fertile territory here for them to engage on in election campaigns how do they do that, though? Because I'm sure there will be a tremendous amount of fear that, man, if we take a step the wrong way, we're done. <laughs> well, I don't think I think these are legitimate issues to be debating. Uh, I agree what, with you. What you teach in schools, and but I'm not running I, for public office. No, no. So the question, I suppose, is going to be, you know, I think as we've seen with Higgs and and Scott Moe and others, I think that issue is going to benefit them. Um, but of course, it it depends also on how important these issues are to the electorate. I mean, right now, the cultural war issues have a relatively low priority for most voters. Now, that kind of thing can change. We've seen that in the Glenn Youngkin in Virginia, for example, on the critical race theory in schools issue. We've seen it here in, in Britain, in Scotland, where the issue of a, a, a male to, you know, a transgender you know, a biological male going into who was who was a rapist who was being sent to a female prison. I mean, that ultimately was a big factor in Nicola Sturgeon's downfall. So these issues can flare up quite quickly, and partly it depends whether conservative politicians are able to sort of uh, 
raise the profile of these issues and make them more central to the debate. Um, in Britain, we've seen, for example, the conservative leader Rishi Sunak try and put Labour, uh, you know, Keir Starmer on the spot about what, tell, tell me what a woman is, define what a woman is, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, so politicians in that case are raising the profile of, mm-hmm. of an issue and then it become, it can become important, especially when there's a two to one split. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, if you're running for public office, you should be truthful with people. And if people want to talk about issues, then take them on and make them part of the election campaign. We have about 45 seconds. What was the most interesting to you finding that you that you had in this country? Well, one one thing I'd say is in terms of international differences, the biggest gap were between Canada and the U.S. or Britain was in trust in journalists. Trust in journalists is higher in Canada, uh, even among conservatives. And I think that's that helps, I think, to explain why Canadian politicians have been able to tack so much further towards the sort of woke side than their their base, if you like, okay. um, is because of that higher trusted media. Now, if that does erode over time, I think we might expect to see more of the similar kinds of similar politics that we've seen in Britain and the U.S. You do uh, you do understand that the higher trust in media in this country is only because of me. <laughs> I have well, to run. And I think I think it's justified. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.